Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And, and everything's, everything's coming up, Simpsons. This episode is brought to you by one person today, or really one entity, one sponsor. Inside football today. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. They're made of money. Mm-hmm. Um, we're... Or, you know what? Actually, the, some more sponsors just came in. Just now? I just realized. Oh, yeah. my God. Crunchy Corns, <laughs> Salt Doodles, uh-huh. and just barbecue chips. Bye-bye, Belt. Yeah, I'm really glad that I paused this episode to <laughs> write down all of these uh, random, I guess, sign gags? I'm not sure. We're, of course, talking about the episode Lisa the Greek. This is the 14th episode of the third season. It originally aired on January 23rd, 1992. It was directed by... Rich Moore. It was written by Jay Kogan. Hey, we know Jay. Yeah, Jay. And uh, Wally Wolodarski. And the showrunners at the time were Al Jean and Mike Reese. I've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited to talk about this episode because, as everybody knows, as you know, Allie, our listeners know, mm-hmm. I love a good daddy-daughter. You really do. I love a good Lisa episode. That's all you like. <laughs> That's all I talk about. <laughs> and you love the NFL. <laughs> I, I love the NFL so much. I understand it to uh, such a minute detail that we don't need to I think of sports and bore. I think of Julia Prescott. Absolutely. Sports, <laughs> sports, sports. Um, but yeah, this one I have personal ties to and in my heart so i'm excited Ooh. to talk about it i hope we get to to get there that'll be great yeah maybe um i'm very excited to talk about this episode with our guest uh when we found out who our guest was i actually kind of was like what cool people like the simpsons too <laughs> um so today we're talking with mac demarco who um i think a lot of our listeners are are surely big fans of i'm a big fan we're very excited to have him here so hey mac how's it going great thank you for having me yeah thank yeah. you for being on it so no walk us through just kind of your your relationship with The Simpsons as a general rule? Like, when did you get into it? Are you still into it? Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, just something I grew up with. What were you saying? Cool people like The Simpsons. I think it's the people that don't like The Simpsons. They're uncool. That's they're, the rule. So that is the rule. I don't, it's kind of like, a, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, for example, I'm not throwing any shade, but my guitarist, Andy, he never watched The Simpsons growing up. But the rest of us, you know, the quotes we're watching episodes in the green room you know it's just one of those things so it's almost we it's like when someone hasn't seen star wars or something it's like what's wrong with you you grew up in does andy at least does andy at least like star wars andy loves star wars well he he likes the simpsons he could stay in the band yeah he's all right right. but it's (laughs) it was interesting especially for him too because it was like so many of his core friend group are like referencing the simpsons all the time and you know it's it's a very like omnipresent thing and i think that fact kind of angered him. He was like, ah, like now I won't try because everybody is, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I, yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm, I love The Simpsons. I'm not like uh, as much ahead as some people I know, but, but yeah, I mean, it's one, just one of those things that you know, you flick on, you watch for hours, and you feel great. You know? <laughs> Something that's really funny is that a lot of the guests that we have on the show are comedy writers. And so it's much easier to be like, would you say The Simpsons has influenced your music, like your writing? Like, I'm guessing it probably didn't influence like your songwriting very much. Is that safe to say? Maybe not my songwriting, <laughs> but I mean, I kind of try and keep like the, you know, this congruency or some, I don't know, parallel between like what I am as a person and what I make in my music, you know? So, and Bart Simpson, you know, you know, I, as a young man, a little kid, <laughs> mm-hmm. it was all about Bart, you know? Yeah. 
So it was Bartmania. Did yeah. you have all the Bart merch when it came out? I had like the kind of weird Bart merch, you know, like when uh, bootleg Bart stuff. Not bootleg Bart. It was just like it was like Walmart Bart, you know, like, like... <laughs> Walmart. Wow, that's a new Instagram <laughs> that I should start right now. It was weird. It was like it was like yeah, in Canada, all the department stores had Simpson stuff, but it was like kind of. Please have a cow Very man. Cheesy, like because the classic <laughs> Simpson shirts are are great. You know, they're amazing. Yeah. I actually have a lot of those. I used to wear them a lot, but. I've put on a couple pounds, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, yeah, I think I wore the same Bart shirt for maybe like all of grade three or four or something. Yeah, kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, being someone who loves Bart, it's interesting that you would pick an episode that is not only not Bart Bart centric, but like really revolves around Lisa. Did you like Lisa as a kid, or did you kind of grow up and learn to appreciate her? I think, well, the thing with the whole, yeah, I mean, especially, especially as a little kid, it's like, oh, man, look, Bart has a slingshot. He's drinking slushies. You know, he's, <laughs> like, so crazy. But the show wouldn't work if it was just, you know, Dennis the Menace. Like, that'd just be Dennis the Menace. I don't want that. Like, yeah. the, 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 you know, every part of the family, as annoying as Lisa is sometimes, <laughs> the, the annoyance is, is very important. And, you know, as stupid as Homer is or whatever, you know, it's uh, it, it, it helps shape the whole fam. You yeah, know? it's so a it's perfectly like, designed balance. Exactly. You mm-hmm. know? So it's like, uh, uh, you know, I love I love the whole family. Love them all. <laughs> yeah. Did you find, and this is something uh, that we have discussed a lot with uh, previous guests, but like your, so you began really enjoying Bart as you grew up. Did you find that you had a new appreciation for the Marges and the Lisas? Um, yeah, I mean, I always had the, I think even as a young person, it's like, you know, you see the episodes where it's like Homer does something stupid and it's like Homer, Marge gets upset and then, (laughs) but it's all about, you know, the reconciliation and this, like, I I don't know. I think, I don't know, maybe more so when I got older, but also I think it was always just kind of like, yeah, you know, there you go. I love it. Uh, so for those that haven't seen the episode in a while, mm-hmm. we always like to recap them. Uh, this is this is a regular segment. It's so silly that it's not even a segment. I basically read the synopsis off Wikipedia. Cold. So Our we don't know baby. if it's going to be good. Uh, in the episode, Homer begins to bond with his daughter, Lisa. His daughter, Lisa. You remember? The show. <laughs> yeah. uh, after learning. I'm surprised. Sometimes they do the full name. Yeah. Like Lisa Simpson. Or Homer's daughter. After yeah. learning her unique and convenient ability to pick winning football teams, but secretly uses her ability to help him gamble. <laughs> when Lisa finds out Homer's secret, she refuses to speak to her father until he fully understands her. And that's about it. More or less. Mm-hmm. So was gambling like such a bad thing? Because I don't remember it. Like it's just kind of funny to watch it, and that that's the stakes of this episode. It's like, oh, Marge is going to find out, or oh, the police. Well, is gambling such bad? a moral arrow to the, yeah. the yeah. show? So I feel it's like more about it, Lisa. Yeah, it's more about Lisa, and you know, I think that it's hinted at that Marge dis- disproves of um, Homer's habit because she hasn't gambling. gotten the bug yet. Because soon I know, Marge yeah. is going to be the one who's obsessed, mm. right? But it's it's more that um, like. Lisa has this idea of her, you know, bond with her parent strengthening of its own accord, but it's circumstantial to her being this, like, you know, uh, lottery ticket, basically, for him to get more money. Totally. And it just cheapens it. Totally. So this episode is, like, very... I don't know how to say it other than The Simpsons. Like, everybody's kind of doing their role as The Simpsons family member. Like, no one's doing something unusual. Like, it starts with Homer... Like eating all those snacks and like you know saying bye to his belt and he's just mm-hmm. like it's very cartoonish 
and you get it's like Marge just comes in and is upset that her husband's like kind of a fat o feeding snacks. And I was like, this checks out. Right, right, right. <laughs> this is The Simpsons. And uh, you know, she's saying it's like I don't think these snacks are gonna be good for your heart. And she's like, Oh, my heart's fine, and we get a close up. Like, a pretty scary close-up of his heart, like, almost about to have, like, a, a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a little beer will put that fire out, which mm-hmm. is very good. Something yeah. I will start saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This, uh, even when you're not drinking beer, which is weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, this has a lot of, like, uh, wacky animation kind of gags of, you know, the extreme zoom into the heart. Uh, for a second, uh, it made me think, oh, this couldn't be, but... Could it be around the time of Homer's triple bypass, that episode? Um, Because it's a very similar animation style that we get to see, you know, the insides of Homer. Yeah, totally. And so basically what's happening in this episode is obviously it's clear that Homer's going to be planted here the whole time. He's going to be watching the game. It's playoffs. So we get to see uh, Denver, New England and kind of just watching that culture. So, Mac, did your family watch football growing up? Were you, like, a big sports household? Uh, not Well, you know what? It's, where I come from is, like, a very sports-centric city, like hockey. It's all, well, where are you from? Like the, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. So, like, kind of yeah. eight hours north of Montana or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's not, they, we got nothing there. We got mm-hmm. nothing there, so everybody loves the <laughs> hockey team. And, you know, that's fine with me. But I was confused. You know, this 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 episode kind of hits home in a couple of ways for me where it's kind of like, you know, because, you know, I feel almost a little bit like Lisa where it's kind of like, well, you know, what is this? What are, you know, and I tried. I mm-hmm, tried when mm-hmm. I was a kid. I was like, I'm going to watch the hockey game. I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to try and figure out what the kids at school are talking about, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, I in the, especially too with the like the father thing too, because I had like an absent dad growing up. So it's like, oh, Lisa's like, oh, daddy, You're like, oh, my God, here we go. Mm-hmm. You know, and then even for me as well, it was kind of like, hey, hey, our dad likes hockey. If I like <laughs> right, hockey, right, you know? right. And then I grew up a little bit more and realized like all the guys in my high school that were, you know, trying to get in the NHL. Bunch of turkeys. So <laughs> no good. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting those early bonds with your parent too, because it's the common ground that you find it makes you feel really, really special and elevated beyond kid status. And I feel like that was personally for me when I was growing up, anything that would elevate me beyond kid status, whether it was um, being seen as like another adult by a Mm. parent, like, oh, that was the top of Mount Olympus, or, you know, feeling like I was appreciated by a substitute teacher or somebody as like almost a peer. Those kind of moments to me were so rich. And it's a very similar thing with sports, though I didn't have... I kind of like threw the book out with getting into sports very early. Sorry, Allie, to break your heart. Oh, I know wow. you said. I really thought that you I know, were a sports I'm blowing guy. your mind right now. <laughs> uh, so basically, we get this moment that we're all kind of talking about here of like, you know, Homer's watching the game. Lisa comes up with this actually kind of amazing, like, um, little apartment that she made for Malibu Stacy. Look, Dad, I made a modest studio apartment for my Malibu Stacy doll. This is a kitchen, this is where she prints her weekly feminist newsletter. Dad, you're not listening to me. And, you know, obviously he's just kind of like, you know, you're in the way of the TV, which, you know, relatable. Uh, But at this point, you know, Marge goes in there and Marge is is being so sweet. And something very relatable to me in this moment is that she's giving Maggie a bath in the sink. Um, I don't know why that, like, triggered so many memories. But, like, my my mom just – we had, like, five of us. Four of us were girls. And so I think – 
we had to use the sink as a as a shower more than other kids might have because hmm. uh, we had one bathroom. So yeah. it was like all of us sharing a bathroom. I washed my hair in the sink until I was probably like 11. <laughs> it was just kind of like you know what? You it's did efficient. what you had to. <laughs> I've done that as an adult. Yeah. I do that all time. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Menus, green rooms. <laughs> this is know. the first time you're realizing yeah. it's weird. Yeah, it's, totally, it's totally okay. You know? uh, but in that moment, uh, she's just like, oh, what a very clever thing you did with your, you know, a whatever. shoe house. Shoe, shoe house. house. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's not good enough for for uh lisa is just like you know why why doesn't dad ever appreciate anything that i do and then here's this moment where lisa uh, marge is saying kind of like you know have you ever considered taking up some of his interests which as a feminist makes me say like now wait a second <laughs> like, I, know, I, I don't know. know if i like the sound of this but it's the most relatable thing it she would have said the same thing to bart had it been bart it's nothing to do with gender i don't believe but it is something that whether you have this dynamic with your dad or your mom or your sisters or a partner or whoever, like, it is, like, such a real thing of, like, kind of trying to like something that someone else likes to get them to like you. What is something that you guys have pretended to like or tried to like to impress either a date or a friend or just what's something that you remember, like, I'll try it, but I don't know. Mm. Oh, God, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> um, and probably, like, over... O- overstepped my uh appreciation and knowledge of star wars um when i was in high school and college um to uh my uh genius bar at the apple store boyfriend um yeah, you know you just do what you gotta do <laughs> i don't really i don't really know oh man i guess i'll take you from star wars. i remember trying to trying to get into star trek oh yeah, that's mine to impress uncle mike <laughs> and he'd buy me all the DVDs, and he'd be like, yeah, 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 it's, good. "It's good for you." And, uh, it's good for you. And I'd be like, "Yeah, this isn't boring at all, you know." But <laughs> for I, sure, yeah. But uh, I don't, yeah. As far as like dates and stuff go, I, man, I don't know. I oof. Yeah. going to the art gallery, maybe. I'll see it. I'll see it. That yeah. too, the art gallery. <laughs> the the one thing I joke about is just like I'm going to impress. Uh, Older men, the only way I know how, pretending I like Fugazi a little bit more than I do. <laughs> and, like, I do like Fugazi, but I really love Fugazi if I'm dating you. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Um, like, suddenly I do Fugazi covers. I'm just like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Allie and I, we both had a similar experience of growing up and, and, and yeah, da- dating older E guys. and, and you Some know, might say of... dad-like. <laughs> Whoops. Um, we wouldn't uh, yeah. know. We... we wouldn't know. Uh, they, they called us mature, and we took the compliment um but yeah just overcompensating in that way and i just gotta say like being kind of grown now i'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of um you know a place to to grow in that um but i feel like such a relief that i can just relax and be myself and, totally. and confidently go i don't understand the reference that you're making that's a good feeling mm-hmm. and so although i did lie to many people that i saw the gary shandling documentary which i did not um but the i will. one that just came out yeah I keep telling you lied people to me I saw. about that. I know. <laughs> um, it's so, great, actually. <laughs> I believe it. I just don't have four hours to kill. Um, so in this moment, uh, Marge is asking Lisa, you know, if she has ever tried. And and one a line that I loved is just like, "Oh, we used to have burping contests, but I outgrew it." <laughs> yeah. And I love Marge that line. says, "You know, I pretend I'm interested in looking at power tools, going to those silly car chase movies, and some things I'll tell you about when you're older." I asked our listeners, "What are the things?" <laughs> Did you get some responses? Oh yeah. Everyone said butt stuff. Uh, some said Yikes. some said oral. Uh-oh. Uh oh. And then some just said like you know 
sillier, cuter answers, which is kind of what I was looking for. No. <laughs> you know, I don't it, want no. Marge and Oral to be in no. the same sentence. We don't need that. Uh, so Lisa goes out there and is just like, uh, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we watched the game together? And he's just like, oh, okay, but, you know, move over. Keep going. Keep oh, going. I, it made me part, so sad. That was really sad. And then she sighs and he's like, Lisa, please, I can't hear the announcer. So sad. Yeah. I I I never had that. I was gonna say that's relatable. I I feel like that's just straight up mean, mean <laughs> that he can't even be within her like personal. I know. Orb. Uh, but then we cut. Uh, you know, because that's such a sad moment, they immediately immediately cut us to like a much funnier moment, which is um, Bart uh, melting little toy soldiers. Mm-hmm. I love him saying, "See you in hell, soldier boy." Yeah. <laughs> um, were you this kind of kid at all? Were you? Did you like to burn stuff or cause havoc? Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, like you got a story. Are <laughs> uh, we used to? I mean. Yeah, I don't know. There were a couple older kids in the neighborhood. My neighborhood was kind of like, you know, small. The couple kids that lived around. It was like all the moms were like, go to the park. Like, I'll see you later for dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you Play know, with the it, you ter- it turns out one kid's dad has like a jerry can of gas in the garage <laughs> or something. And then, it, you know, we used to get up to crazy stuff in the neighborhood. Um, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Not yeah. melting anything. No, we we used to. Oh, somebody <laughs> rolls up to cl- class with a magnifying glass. You know, it's the little grass fires in the field, whatever. Oh, wow, I you never. Know. That always felt like such a cartoony premise to me. Like I, I, though it's science, I never thought that like magnifying glasses could have the power to burn ants or you know burn into oh, yeah. grass. Yeah, it works. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's the age where you're just kind of like oh. I made fire. You know, it's like you're like a prim- you primitive human, like right, you know, first right. gen. Like, I, my God. You know? <laughs> yeah. And you can't really get in trouble for anything because you're like seven. So That's you just true. do it. And you just you, do you know, it. You get a detention. Oh, well, you know, for, in the name of Bart. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bart gets pulled away from this because it's time to go clothes shopping. It's Marge's idea that she's also going to bond with her son. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... I remember also hating going shopping with my mom to get clothes. Like, and mom's just having such a delight over like the little outfits they can make you wear and not be cool anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> just humiliating. So this really spoke to me. And I love Bart saying like, "I don't need new clothes." And you turn him around, and he's got like holes and everything. It looked like he was like escaping some sort of bear brawl <laughs> and like the bear swatted at him in like a straight line down the back. So it looks like there's a story there because he does have like it's like this perfectly line shaped hole in both his shirt and his pants. Absolutely. And just because this little uh back and forth is so quick, I'll just finish that little scene of like uh when Marge is picking out all those outfits, uh Bart's just kind of like, you know, like those you people don't these clothes are on sale because the people who wear them get beat up. And Marge says, "Well, anyone who beats you up for wearing a shirt isn't a friend." I'm just like, <laughs> "Obviously." I love, <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, look, little bow ties. Yeah, it's rough going uh clothes shopping with your parents, especially when you're around that age, and I would even say like up until middle school age, um because, you know, a couple things are happening like you don't really know your own personal style uh yet, and um you also like 
recognize that your parent has like a very specific idea of like the mission that they want to complete um, in clothes shopping with you and you don't want to let them down. So just remember like a couple instances of like being like, sure, this shirt and then like never wearing it. And, Ugh. you know, and then like we'd go to Payless a lot. You Same. Know, oh, God. Going, the smell of Payless up. will always like trigger <laughs> <Yeah>. memories. <laughs> so I just remember having off-brand Adidas with like one oh, few, God. one less oh, yeah. stripe than See, that's kind yeah. of like I was saying about the Walmart Bart. Like that's kind of yeah. the vibe, you know, at like kind of discount department. But and they had the Simpsons. So I was a happy camper, but you know, it is that kind of like. And then right, my mom right. let me do it too, so it was okay. But you know, yeah, it all works out again. Like you know, whoever's making fun of your clothes isn't your friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was a good litmus test to find out who my true friends were. Very yeah. true. So uh, we we see that everybody is placing their bets at Moe's, uh, including we get a phone call from Krusty and Sideshow Bob, which was pretty great because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, early Sideshow Bob pre murder. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Mel. Sideshow oh, sorry. Mel. Oh, okay. I was going to say I don't Mel. recall. <clears throat> yeah, it's Sideshow Mel. Correction. And uh, I think the way that he places his bet is by like like honking a horn or something it's like and and put it on for such a melt too i also i think around this time i want to touch on um when bart is still clothes shopping with marge um there's this moment at first it was a little unsettling and then it and ended up being pretty tame but um we see that there is a security camera in the dressing oh, yeah. room and it's following bart oh my god in his every move which now if you wrote that in you'd be like you can't have that that's a child um <laughs> but true. he of course in his like true bart puckishness uh writes get bent <laughs> on a piece of paper and he shows it to the camera and then we cut to um you know like the people the security team watching it and they say oh we've got a troublemaker in booth eight and then they get code red in booth three and they look over and this is little girl putting on socks and they say those aren't the socks she came in with and they load up machine rifles it's so funny it's so funny and she's like the most innocent looking little girl my (laughs) god those aren't the socks they load up huge machine rifles (laughs) it's so i love it well i love like how the Simpsons always does an absurd take, but with the utmost seriousness and conviction, which, of course, always sells it that mm-hmm. much more. Totally. And so right after this, we see Marge kind of bust into the room. And he's like, wait, don't come in yet. And he's still in his underwear. And you get Sherry and Terry. But then also uh, a grown man says, look at that stupid kid. <laughs> so funny. So, uh, you know, basically when this, the football game is going on and all the bets are being placed, uh, Homer kind of let slip that he won money by saying, like, woohoo, 50 big ones. 50 big ones? Uh-oh. Uh, you see, Lisa, Daddy's friend Mo promised to give him $50 if the Dolphins won the game. You mean you made a bet? Well, I wouldn't call it a bet. It's a little thing Daddy's do to make football more exciting. What could be more exciting than the savage ballet that is pro football? But, like, at this point in the episode, they're, like, really bonding, and she realizes, like, what's going on, and... There's this there's this moment where he kind of explains what's happening and saying just like you know wouldn't mom be happy that you won fifty dollars like you'd think so wouldn't you but you know this that. is this is gonna be a secret between us and I also remember having like a lot of secrets between me and my dad because like my dad mm-hmm. and I were like super super close and like little things just like that I didn't have to wear a helmet if we were together mm. you know my mom would flip out if she found out that I because we go on bike rides all the time and she would flip out if she ever found out I didn't have a helmet sometimes I'd take it and then I'd take it off and then I'd come back and get that's, it at the that's tree a, that's a pretty crazy rule at least well. <laughs> 
you know, my dad doesn't like seatbelts either. He's just All right. One of those guys. Yeah, total <laughs> cowboy. Uh, many head injuries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. Uh, exactly. I uh, was going to say that in this scene, there's also a really great line from Homer where he says, um, you know, he's defending gambling. He said, even though they said it's good in the Bible. And uh, Lisa says, really? Where? Uh, it's somewhere in the back. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say next time. Eh, it's in the Bible. Eh, it's somewhere in the back. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's actually take a quick break. Hello, are you looking for a new comedy podcast? In which case, can I draw your attention to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast? It's a fictional industry podcast for the beef and dairy industries. It won Best Comedy at the 2017 British Podcast Awards, and it features wonderful guests such as Greg Davis. To my knowledge, it's the only cow circus that's ever existed in this country. In rural Russia, every small town has a cow circus. Josie Long. You should have a beef. Have a beef with them. I have a beef with you. I will have a beef with you. Come round my house and I'll have a beef with you. And Andy Daly. That virus never existed. There was never any such thing as a mad cow disease. That was all a, a, an illusion that uh, Big Lamb came up with. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. Find us at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts from. And I would recommend starting at episode one. Bye. How's it going, everyone? I'm Oliver Wang. And I'm Morgan Rhodes. We have a brand new show on the Maximum Fun Network that we'd love to share with you. It's called Heat Rocks. Morgan, we should probably explain what a heat rock is. It is a banger, a fire track, true fire. Right. Dope album. Each episode, we will bring on a special guest to join us to talk about one of their heat rocks. It might be a musician. A writer. Maybe a scholar. I mean, I would have been happy to just talk to you about your heat rocks, but this is a different show. Yeah. I think people might enjoy hearing maybe the guests instead. To do that, you'll have to go to MaximumFun.org. So if you want to talk about hot music, you should check us out. Heat Rocks. All right, and we're back. Hey. Hey. Uh, so during the break, we were talking about uh, one of the, we, we, we mentioned how Lisa had this brilliant line about the ballet, and equally brilliant is Max saying, we all have our own stinks. Uh, so I was wondering if we could all say what one another's stinks are. Uh, Mac, for you, you said it was cigarette smoke. Julia? Mine is probably um, like some sort of diet soda and spearmint gum. Well, that's that's a good smell. Yeah, <laughs> like, that smells no, great. Sorry, <laughs> what does diet soda smell like? Um, yeah, what kind of diet? It smells like nickels. It smells like nickels. Tastes like nickels. It smells like nickels. What's your stink? I, I don't know. I feel like I'm always covered in cat hair, so I probably have like a lingering. Oh, cat. you know what? Mm. I I will uh, add an addendum to my stink. Cats, just cat, pure cat, like not like, man. Not gross cats, just like cats. I smell like cats. Yeah. I don't yeah. smell like cat shit. I don't roll around the litter box. Are you insinuating that I do? I'm saying, if <laughs> are you'd we like breaking to. up right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then for a long time, I definitely also I drank so much Dr. Pepper growing up that I think it was actually part of my bloodstream. Oh, it's so I forever ruined my palate. So please don't try to talk to me about food. Like foodieism. Have, <clears throat> Smackers would have Dr. Pepper. Uh, uh, like chapstick like mm-hmm. and I, it's really good they like mm. they stopped making it my friend jana like uh got me some that was discontinued and that means i have old old chapstick <laughs> <laughs> anyway here we are back at the races 
speaking of our food stuff, of course. Um, when uh, Homer and Lisa are enjoying sports, uh, he Homer says, you'll find it gets rid of the unpleasant aftertaste of church. Ugh. I enjoyed that line. <laughs> Such a good one. <laughs> um, and then also around this time, we get, you know, a little glimpse into our B story, which is um, Bart and Marge. Um, Marge says that right now, Bart is modeling his new clothes for his friends. Uh. And then we cut to him stuck in the car as, you know, Nelson and all the other bullies are like pushing the car back and forth, like about to just cream him. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Uh, so when Lisa and Homer are watching the game again, uh, we we see that uh, Lisa actually has quite a gift for not just like a science level of being able to see what's happening, but really an empathy based like insight. Like mm-hmm. she's empathetic and there and, and intuitive, and therefore able to realize like he'll lose listen to the fear in his eyes you know just like the quiver in his voice he's a little boy lost in a sea of men again so poetic Mm -hmm. uh and so with the money uh that homer has made from gambling uh, he's able to take the family out to like a really nice restaurant to the point Mm -hmm. where they're like really well dressed and stuff and you know uh marge kind of reveals just how lower middle class they are by saying like look at those prices we could finally get rid of those termites like (laughs) you know with the price of that dinner and uh, I just love watching them in a family restaurant like this. Like, it happens a few times, but it's fun to see Bart kind of, you know, screw with the waiters and just yeah. kind of trouble. And I like that Hom- Homer and Lisa kind of obviously have this secret that they keep making jokes about and stuff. And, you know, Marge is just like, you know, this is really nice, but, like, where did you get the money? And Lisa's kind of like, can't a man just do something nice for his family? Yeah. <laughs> I love that she doesn't rat on him. It's cool. Yeah, we also get, um, you know, so he's buying gifts for for uh, all the kids and he um, buys Lisa a ton of Malibu Stacy stuff like all of these accessories and you know that she doesn't even need um, and but then he gets Bart something that is like such a perfect Bart gift that I feel like I may have requested as a kid too because maybe I was a little bit of Bart too <laughs> um, but it's like this little um, kind of keychain thing with like different pre-programmed sayings that you can kind of click your button like around to yeah right? yeah and it's like eat my shorts eat my shorts <laughs> you know all these other ones I can't remember it was go to hell go, go to, to hell. hell go to hell <laughs> yeah and uh, and then of course that you know plays uh, later in the scene when Marge uh, realizes that you know the source of all the money comes from gambling Totally. And, uh, you know, uh, right before that, basically, we cut to the classroom and uh, we get a really great moment. So this is the happiest day of my life moment where, uh, you know, that's obviously the assignment for the class. And Ralph is saying, like, in the happiest day of my life is when I didn't have worms anymore. Thanks, Ralph. Very graphic. And then uh, we have Lisa up there talking about just like, you know. Just how the Super Bowl was, like, such a special thing, mm-hmm. and this daddy-daughter stuff, like, has made it the best day. And it's so, like, it's so bittersweet. Sweet. And so we get those presents, and then we get Lisa saying, like, you know, maybe after the Super Bowl we could go on a hike, you know? And it's just, like, you know, he reveals, like, well, you know, next Sunday I'm going to, you know, do something with Barney. Or go bowling with Barney. He's like, but it's daddy-daughter day. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, don't worry, sweetie. Like, the next Super Bowl is seven months away. And, you know, just realizes just like you were He's, doing this to yeah. win. Like that's all that this ever has been for you. Yeah. Taking advantage of her and exploiting her. And of course, like, you know, Homer is a dummy who's well-intentioned and doesn't really have a malicious bone in his body because that would require self-awareness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, it's it's like kind of a silly, um, you know, sadly relatable thing 
for you know kind of a dummy parent to fall into that trap as well and and i'm really glad that the episode um turns in in act three in the way that it does because of course it has to because homer isn't a monster but totally such a sad moment well i also love that marge is so brutally honest and just says like she doesn't sugarcoat at all she's just like you're a very selfish man Mm -hmm. and then bart (laughs) go to hell go Go to to hell hell. (laughs) once again great present dad (laughs) yeah oh yeah And then we get that really creepy, do you guys, like, I don't remember this being in syndication, but I might have just blocked it out of my brain because of how creepy it is. But Lisa has a a dream of herself as a very creepy looking adult gambling with, like, crazy gambling vision. Right. So we get a lot of, like, you know, weird, um, like, fantasy glimpses into, um, like, the weird, shitty adult that Bart's going to be. Like, you know, a couple times uh, around this span of the, the show, he's, like, a overweight stripper. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, in the Lisa's wedding episode, we he, of course, is um, a construction worker of some sort. I don't know. He, like demolishing buildings um but we very very rarely get lisa within this role so well, she's like, usually like the president or something i know yeah, exactly. she's usually the president or like a supreme court justice yeah. <laughs> or like something like that um but yeah when we get we basically get the bart treatment for lisa and she just looks so like shitty and disheveled and <laughs> i think the line is like i've been gambling since i was eight hawking jewelry since i was 12 and this also goes to we learned um by way of like Mike Scully and the other people that have worked on The Simpsons that they always try to strive for, especially in this run of The Simpsons, like a moment that kind of justified the animation. And this dream sequence, I feel, does that. Totally. Even though we have a couple other, we have the heart moment earlier with with Homer, but this one is like the most unsettling. Totally. But yeah, it, it, of course, acts as part of the narrative too, to like be the catalyst to make Lisa go back to her strong morals and say no more. So at this point, Homer goes into Lisa's bedroom and, you know, would seem that it's, like, really trying to make amends here and really, like, lay lay at home, like, you know, how much he really does care about her. So you've come to buy my forgiveness. Sorry, Homer. Oh, Lisa, honey, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings, but I really had a good time watching football with you. And I think you had a good time with me. Yeah, I did. Well, come on, we can still watch a Super Bowl together, can't we? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to see what all the fuss is about. It's a day. <laughs> so, do you think the Redskins will beat the spread? Put me down. Look, Dad, I'll tell you who's going to win the Super Bowl if you want me to, but it'll just validate my theory that you cared more about winning money than you did about me. Okay. I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! However. However? What however? What do you mean, however? However what? However. I may also be so clouded with rage that subconsciously I want you to lose. In which case, I'd bet the farm on Buffalo. Lisa, do me a favor. Complete this sentence. Daddy should bet all his money on... I don't know. Oh. If I still love you, Washington. If I don't, Buffalo. Like, stakes are high. So Lisa starts sadly playing saxophone. And I was just kind of thinking, just because, you know, you're a musician and it it makes us look at things in a slightly different way, kind of like, how perfect is saxophone for the instrument that Lisa would play? Like, if it was guitar, like, how much would that change the tone of the show? Guitar is not, it's not, (laughs) it's not the right, sax is like. I don't know. You know, it's it's one of those instruments where, because it's monotonic or whatever, but it's like, uh, 
you just it's, you, it's such space and spite such uh, <laughs> attitude it's such space you know like you know it's just it's that one you know it's like oh i listened to him yeah play in his underwear on the couch all night you know it's like you can't who wants to listen to somebody play guitar all week? Get out of here. Get out of here. Sex is sexy. It's sexy. There's something sexy about it. Lisa, stop blowing my sex. Yeah. I mean sex. But it's also, it's it can be bittersweet and, you know, and, and sad and, yeah, and beautiful. It, yeah. it requires yeah. a connection to your emotions. Yeah. I think it suits Lisa. I don't know why. It does. It really no, does. it really, really it's does. Great. Um, and it also gives her the ability to have her love of, like, blues and R&B and, like, the stuff with... Um, you know, bleeding, bleeding gums, gums Murphy. Murphy yeah. And there's that moment in the restaurant when Homer's just like asking the violinist to play like Lisa's favorite song, which you would think is like going to be like something like a little kid would like. And then it's like this very like mm-hmm. deep cut mm-hmm. jazzy number. There was a time in my um, like, I think middle school age where I was like, I am not musically talented at all. I only karaoke sing. But you have pianos on your dress. I have pianos on my dress today. I know. I'm, I, I am a lie. Um, but <laughs> there was a time where I was like picking up random instruments to be a part of like the school orchestra, mostly to get out of class, yeah. but also to explore what could have been. And uh, I do remember making like a big stink about like, I want to play the sax. Um, <laughs> probably just because of the Simpsons. Why not? And you know what? It wasn't good. <laughs> too heavy. Didn't do it. It's too heavy. Yeah, I like barely played trumpet and then called it a day. <laughs> so at this point in the episode, Phil Hartman is back, but this time it's Troy McClure. Oh, it's so funny. Walk well, us through it. It's yes, so good. Yes, please. Um, it just is making fun of like all of those stupid, like, uh, we're on ABC and we're promoting a show that's on ABC. Weird. Um, where Troy McClure is there to promote his new show, Handle with Care. I play Jack Handle. I fell in love with the script and my recent trouble with the IRS sealed the deal. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, I'll never tire of um, sketch shows and shows like The Simpsons making fun of like that stupid, you know, synchronicity between like, you know, your sitcoms on the NFL network. Totally. Um, I feel like Key and Peele have done that a ton. And, you know, I think I recall like one sketch where they're like, you know, uh, basically having a full sketch in the bottom right corner of the screen while something else is going on. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, uh, we cut to Moe's Tavern and are kind of figuring out, like, what's going to happen. Like, everyone wants to know who's going to win. And, uh, you know, Homer is so scared. And some guy in the back is just like, what do you got riding on this, Homer? And he's just like, my daughter. <laughs> what does he say? He's like. Something uh, about him being like, hitting oh, rock goes, bottom. What a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's perfect wordplay. So then they go to the church. And Reverend Lovejoy is just kind of like, I'm glad that some of you were able to choose, you know, church over the game. And then there's this guy in the back is like, oh, my God, I forgot the game. <laughs> yeah, which is a classic Simpsons-y <laughs> joke. It kind of feels like um, another popular Simpsons uh, meme where, uh, like, the PTA is disbanding. And then the guy, like, jumps out the window. And they're mm. like, no, it's not yet. Oh, sorry. And then he jumps, jumps back, back in. in. It's yeah. like that similar, probably the same voice actor doing it. Uh, but I just love those kind of weird asides. And then we go back home where Bart and Lisa are watching the game. And I love this exchange between Bart and Lisa. Um, And uh, Lisa asks, Bart, who's winning? And Bart says, you hey, dad is up by a touchdown. It's just really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so now we get the, the high stakes of this game. Uh, so basically, that's the time that we would have cut back into Moe's Tavern and seen what was happening there. But then we, we do find out that, uh, well, we find out through Bart by saying, I guess you love dad. 
And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I had a suspicion as much, you know. Right. Uh, so it's it doesn't really matter who the team was uh, that won. Uh, but it's sweet because you go back to Moe's and they're just like, I, you know, Moe's just like, I don't get it, Homer. Like, you lost all this money. Why are you happy? And he says, you know, money comes and money goes. But what I have with my daughter can go on for eight more years. Oh. And then, which is obviously so funny because that means, you know, only until she's 16, which checks out. Yeah, sure. It's hard to stay friends. <laughs> I remember with there your... being a slight countdown. Well, I had divorced parents, but I remember there being a slight countdown until I was 18 for for weekend dad purposes. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's just funny that it's 16 is the age. <laughs> yeah. <then. laughs> um, anyway, we get a really beautiful shot of um, the next weekend. Uh, the two of them are hiking and it's like mm. so sweet and Homer just cannot like handle it. He's just like, you know, so breath winded. between every single word. Mm-hmm. Like, like I forget what he says, but it's like, you know, like once we get here, can we go home? <laughs> like it's just like can't handle it. And it's just so sweet. And, you know, this is an earlier episode far before we ever get those season seven and eight uh, sunsets from uh, Josh and Bill, but there's still always been a love of that kind of like and emotional with the sunset. sunset from the Simpsons. I love the look of this. I mean, the peak that they have um, climbed up to has this amazing uh, overlook to Springfield. And I also, I forget specifically which occasion this was for maybe it was for either a father's day or my dad's birthday but i remember like making a card out of that still like i had printed it out and given it to my dad it's just like yeah it's such a sweet again daddy daughter day like this episode just makes me feel warm fuzzy feelings uh about bonding with my dad specifically we bonded over the simpsons so it all kind of tied together it's just really nice. Yeah, absolutely. Mac, would you say there's like a lesson to this episode that we could take away? First off, you know, gam- nobody should gamble, maybe. You know. <laughs> but, uh, but Mac, wouldn't you say that life is a gamble? Whoa. Life's what about a gamble, that? man. <laughs> Every step I take. Whoa, you know, your voice got deeper, so it must be true. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just think it's... I think A it's, jazz man just walked in that's here. That's right, yeah. Saxophone. He's a saxophone. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't make him do it. My heart can't take Max it. Max Bunn said no saxophones oh, in our contract. Oh, damn it. Uh, yeah, I just... Sax I mean, fun. it's just, you know... It's the class... It's, you know, this, this episode happens in so many words and so many times in The Simpsons where it's like... Homer, what you what are you doing, <laughs> you moron? Like we what want is answers, wrong with Homer. You? you know, thinking with his you know wallet or gut or whatever. You right. Know, doesn't really think with his penis that much in the show, which is kind of nice. But we've talked about that. Nick Weiger had a uh, a, a tweet or something where he said, uh, you know, Homer's not horny. As yeah. a character, he's whereas just hungry. he's it. just hungry. Yeah. yeah, there's a different kind of thirst that's happening in that thirst trap. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's but... a, an actual literal thirst. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, and and I feel like that aids him in being sympathetic and not lecherous. Yeah, whereas him... Marge can't be horny because she's earned it. She's horny as hell. Yeah. She's horny as hell. But just, yeah, I don't know. You know, Homer does. His, it, it, it's extra sweet with the Lisa. Thing. And, and there's a lot of episodes where, where Homer and Lisa kind of connect and. You know, like you're saying with the sunset, you get that sweet release, and you're just like, you learned it, Homer. Look, she's your daughter. <laughs> like, love her. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah. And the and next episode, it's all back to square one again. But that's the Always. great thing about it, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just the two of them is so sweet. It really is. Yeah. It really is. So, what are the episodes that you watch the most when you're when you're on tour, or like, what are the quotes that you and the 
and the guys. Everybody but Andy. It. Everybody yeah. but Andy. Well, Andy's coming up. He's been watching it. I think he, because he exercises a lot. So if he's in the gym, he'll watch it on his phone or something like that. But oh, that's he's good. Catching up. He'll be he's there in no up. time. Okay, good. We'll, we'll but, give him um, John, less of a hard time. John has a couple. John's my bass player. He's a couple seasons that are always on his computer. But Andy was your bass player. And he's a guitarman. Oh, get your story We've straight. We've all played bass at one point, though. But, uh, <laughs> he, yeah, John, John's got, which, maybe it's like seven and eight or something. It's like Conan O'Brien was writing. Mm-hmm. Is it around that time or is it later? I feel like it was a little earlier. Like um, with like monorail and like the. Yeah, know. like probably like four or five. Yeah, okay, yeah, maybe around. I don't really know what. But we just kind of, you know, it's like, because sometimes you're trapped. You know, you sound check. The kids are lined up outside. What do you do? What can you right, do? Right. You can't do anything. You watch <laughs> The Simpsons, you know. But John, like I was saying, John has that. Like I think he's got every Principal Skinner quote from the entire series. He does all the voices. Oh, that's fun. He's got it for a bunch. It's it's I weird. I love Skinner. Skinner's amazing. I think yeah. you know one of the funniest characters. Period. Not even just on The Simpsons, but it's like Jesus. This guy's yeah. You know. Yeah, well, he's similar to Marge because we express our love of Marge so much and. Um, you know, just her being this like fully realized character and so like confident in, in her kind of momisms. I feel Skinner is similar and confident in his like blandisms yeah. and like how he just views the world very matter of fact and he's almost like yeah. this weird logic driven Vulcan type character. Sometimes that when the nom quotes come out, it's oh, just like yeah. what the hell is going on? But that's what makes those nom quotes that much yeah, more tasty because amazing. they are you know contrasting to this like very straight laced like button up character yeah. who has like this dark past that he just sort of like addresses casually under his breath which is you know one of my favorite comedic tropes of just Mm -hmm. like wait what did you say and then (laughs) like the scene moves on like it kind of feels like an easter egg in real time as you're experiencing a scene it's all about nom and mom whoa yeah sitting on that as i was talking (laughs) yeah it kind of became less relevant as the conversation went on but i love it like i'm gonna say it anyway (laughs) i love it so much Ah, what a good episode. I feel like this is such a classic Simpsons and we got a nice, it kind of takes you back. Like we jump around so often on this podcast between, we recently talked to Helen Hong about an episode that was in season 22 and this is the earliest episode we've done in a while and it's nice Mm -hmm. to kind of go back to the roots and see because it's so funny but just in a different way, you know, mm-hmm. and they still have those absurdist moments, but it's, it's cool. And it feels kind of like grounded in it's, in it's roots. And it's just so nice. Right. So thank you for picking this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have My any, pleasure. Do you have any? <laughs> well, the jazz man is back. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to share any other just like relationship stories you have with the Simpsons or anything that speaks to you about the Simpsons before we let you go? You have a ton of merch. I noticed because we're recording at your house to let the listeners know you have a ton of merch about the Simpsons. About of, of I mean. yeah, I have uh, yeah. It's like I I always go to the like stuffed animal section at thrift stores see if they mm-hmm. got you know I've got a bunch of those actually up here. Where is it? I'll show you. Uh, oh wow! Can we take a picture of it? Yeah. We'll post this on our Twitter. Can you take a picture oh. of him? Oh wow, that's really really cool. My, my manager got me for this uh, this at Venice Beach the other day. Some kind of paper mache margin Homer. That's kind of nice. I believe my uh, my kick drum right now is is filled with some Simpsons bed sheets from the nineties. Oh, amazing. fun! So awesome. what what we're looking at right now is um, art in its truest form. Something strange, yeah. It is yeah. basically. Uh, I'm trying to describe it to the listeners at home. We'll we'll post a picture, but it's like paper, a mache. paper mache Homer and Marge on a pink 
little square with what could be uh, affixed to a necklace or mm-hmm. uh, earring, depending on how strong yes. your ears are. Like a little chain. And ears are. they have our favorite thing uh, from The Simpsons, one of our favorite things, them in different outfits. Mm. Yeah, so we get I've never Marge seen that outfit. Not in a green dress, but in like a okay. black and white kind of wrap around. They're on a night at the. Night on the town. But she's got pearl necklaces. Yeah, and, and like real, like a pearl necklace glued on, and then Homer's wearing like a blue suit. I love it. It's really it's cool. It's strange. Yeah. It's strange, and I love it. <laughs> nice yeah. thing I, I get sometimes out there is kids will uh, make me fan art, but like I'll be a Simpsons character. Oh, cool. One kid in Australia, I can't remember his name right now, but he actually made some hats for us at one point, but he was making these embroidered hats of me as a Simpsons character. It's kind of, Which know, character? I mean, it was just me. Like, like you, Simpson Eyes. Oh, Simpsons yeah. Eyes. Yeah, but, uh, cool. yeah. It was, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. It's, uh, it's one of those things, I think, where it's kind of like you, you put the flag up. It's like the Grateful Dead, you know? Right. Totally. It's like you put the flag up and people are like, I'm here. Like, yeah, I like totally. it too, you know? That's our whole life. Which is great. <laughs> you know, it's a great thing and it's, you know, it's just a nice, you know, it's a nice flag to fly. Why not? It's a nice yeah, flag it, to fly. it brings people together and I love, like, how globally everybody digs it mm-hmm. you know like you could travel anywhere i have a simpsons wallet and i feel like you know anywhere that i go out of the country or you know in the middle of, of america it's like oh yeah hell yeah that wallet let me tell you about mm-hmm. this and this and that because and also say, your money's no good here your money's no good I'm like, <laughs> being yeah. a simpsons fan is all the payment we need <laughs> yeah absolutely but it's it's just funny how of course it's been on for so long that of course like generations and generations of you know kids have grown up with it and and had an appreciation of it and that it's been part of pop culture for so long that it's like you know kind of it's it's present in the same way that star wars is present yet it still feels intimate it's different than the star wars love i would say that to say you're a star wars fan is like saying you're a beatles fan which i am which i am as well (laughs) but it's different with the simpsons i think yeah. It's very real. I, the other, another thing I love, you know, saying where, where do you watch on tour or whatever, like you were saying, I think it's always a treat to roll into a hotel, say, I don't know, maybe in, say I'm in Argentina or mm-hmm. something, uh, or somewhere in Europe or something, and you flick, you, you can always find The Simpsons on TV, but yeah. know, like home. knowing the episodes, you know, if you catch one that you know pretty well, and then just watching it in some strange foreign overdub. What a, treat. what a treat. What a treat. It'd be funny if uh, you discovered that there was like a shot by shot live action remake of The Simpsons in another foreign country similar to the Breaking Bad shot for shot. I think there one. was some. Was there really? Thing. Maybe I'll try and pull the video huh. up for you guys later. Some, maybe from Mexico or something. something oh, weird. okay. I think maybe I've heard of that. I'm not sure, but I was thinking of, yeah, the Breaking Bad thing. I, I don't know if you guys um, have seen it, but it was something I had just heard about and was like, is that a sketch? Like, I didn't take it seriously. And then my husband and I uh, went to Costa Rica and we turned on the TV in the hotel and it was on. And and it was on every night. Like, it was like the only thing one channel would play. We were just fascinated by it. Yeah, they shot for shot remade Breaking Bad. Recast. I love that. It's fucking weird, man. And I love it. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm always talking about that. Like, why, you know, people record cover songs all the time why don't you just cover a whole movie you know? I know. yeah you know? people have just do it why not you know? <laughs> screw it i love screw it, it. Yeah. we'll do it all right okay. you can us. <laughs> well thank you so much for being on the show this was such My a pleasure. pleasure yeah what a thank treat you guys. uh so uh can you tell people where they could follow you and uh if you have any tour dates coming up you can follow me on i guess instagram because i just deleted everything else 
I think I have a website or something, but I've never been on it, so I don't know. Um, that's something. Or you live in, word. if you live in LA, maybe you see me at the grocery store or something. Say what's <laughs> up. Uh, actually, I hate going to the grocery stores. Probably not. Maybe the taco. If shop. you see your Postmates person at a grocery store. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love Postmates. Yeah. Sam Ash Music Guitar Center. I'm never going to those stores again. It's just coming straight <laughs> to the door. Um, what was I saying? When's the next show? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. chilling. So the better chance of seeing me at a show is probably just to see me on the street somewhere. Yeah, but go I, to your local taco truck if you're in the area. Yeah. And next, you know. th- next thing we're doing is Fuji Rock in outside of Tokyo. So cool. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So buy, buy those plane tickets. See you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone should. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again. This was such a treat. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. You bet. And Julia, where can people find you? Thanks so much for asking. You can find me at Julia Prescott on all the things. Allie, where can people find you? Thank you for asking me, Julia. You can find me at Allie Gertz and all the things. You could find us at Simpsons Pod. And everything's coming up. Simpsons is a Max Fun production. Uh, our episode was engineered and produced by Jesus Ambrosio. And our senior producer is Laura Swisher. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> all right. Smell you later. <laughs> Smell you later. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.